0: Come
1: to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 Initiative. It's springtime, and we're live. This is Father Mike. Deacon Jacob. Hello, hello.
0: Live from St. John Vianney Theological Seminary. dun <laughs> I don't know. I'm drinking, sipping on this coffee, trying to... It's finals week, which is, uh, I think, probably actually harder for professors than students, even though we don't want is to it? admit it. I don't know. Really? I gave my uh,
1: Greek final today. And it's fun. It's, like, bittersweet because you see um, a whole roller coaster of emotions in two hours. Mm-hmm. You see panic, fear, anxiety. Resignation. Resignation. Then you see, like, get into the business. <laughs> oh, wait. I can actually know some of And this. just get to work. No more feeling. Just work. Just do it. And then at the end, you get to see some sort of... Under relief. Nerves. And then when they <laughs> hand it to you, it is relief <laughs> and joy. And I like to tell the guys, congratulations, you know, Greek. And they all smirked. So yeah, I have uh, a feeling that uh, they're kind of like, ah. but I tell you what, I'm proud. I've said this before on the podcast. It's so fun to see the guys pick up a tool like that. That's so objective. Yeah. You know, it's one thing. All of education is, you know, learning and it's, but it's hard to track sometimes where you're like. Some of it is more like uh, formamente, where it's getting in there, it's changing the way you think, it's mm-hmm. broadening your horizons, and you are going to judge what you hear and differently. read differently. So if you've been to, I don't know, Madagascar, then if someone presents you with a plate of food and says, this is Madagascar you could say, I don't know about that. I don't know. This is really not Madagascar. (laughs) This is, um, I don't know, German. (laughs) They'll be like, no, no, believe me, it's Madagascar. But you know better, right? So once you've studied, and then there's also like the bunch of facts that you can learn, but that's a very objective with Greek. It's like you didn't know how to even understand these letters. And now you can read the Bible to a certain degree. my
0: Greek year and a half later, uh, guys were studying in our house. They were doing their vocab, and I was like, Oh no, I used to know that word. I used to know that word. Yeah, (laughs) I used to know that word. What
1: percentage do you think
0: you still got from our test? Uh, my final probably 20% of that vocab. What in your head? In my head, it wouldn't take long. It's like riding a bike once you review it, and that's been my experience with Spanish as I've been focusing on Spanish the last couple years. I've had many years of class Spanish, but actually using it regularly. Yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, I knew that. So the the recall,
1: kind of the deeper memory each time. Uh, is well, well, you if you neglect her, she'll leave you. That's what our <laughs> Hebrew teacher used to say. So you well, don't definitely don't want to neglect her completely. But uh, so Greek, you got to be reading, Greek is there? Read your Greek New Testament, dude. Put some time into it. Okay. You will. I think you will once you're preparing homilies regularly. You yes. guys have like yes. you know chances um, to do homilies right now, but you're not expected to do it every week. And yeah, that my kind of thing. my
0: directive is Spanish, though that's what I've been told to work yeah. on. Okay, so that's yeah. what I'm uh, even assigned this year to a uh, Spanish-speaking parish. Which one? Ascension. So oh yeah, that, that is the <laughs> the I, no. They're well they're well established. Uh, wonderful community. Every guy that's gone there has loved it. So I'm yeah. excited to get out there. But it is a lot. I used of to teach there. Do kind
1: of you know that? I didn't when I was in seminary. Miguel Enriquez and I would go and teach in Montbello for religious ed. And, well, maybe adults too. I forget what exactly it was. But we would teach classes and then at Queen of Peace and we would give classes. And that's mm-hmm. how I learned Spanish yeah. I just practiced over there at Ascension. In Montbello, I was just walking into the building here and ran into... Padrian. Pa- Padrian, Padri- Padrian,
0: Padrian, Padrian. Juan Adrian. I, he was dad. Uh, my dad was helping him fix something in his account or something. My dad works for IT here. We're taking over, so I saw him before you. I just had to. Oh,
1: down here. Yeah. Okay. I get
0: to spend like two weeks with
1: him before. He, he's uh, a good. He, he's a good one. He was yeah. my uh, housemate for a minute there, a good year, yeah. and uh, Padre Juan Adrian Hernandez. He loves, uh, among other things, plants. And so he took care of, and we had plants in the house that were like really beautiful and shiny and full of life. And I, when after he had gone, I learned that I, I definitely miss him. He's just a jolly guy. <laughs> he also like miss the plants, big baby. He's really jolly and happy and pleasant. But I also miss the plants, and I think I could do, I could actually do something about the latter. But still have not. Maybe this summer I will.
0: The cactus I left at the house two summers ago, Mm. or no, just last summer. It was just last summer.
1: It's still alive. It's still it's still alive. Um, What are you saying? So long as you can tell. So you have. I'm saying you have at least one plant. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, I got. It's hard to kill. Back when I was in Craig, I I felt real lonely at one point, and so I said, I'm going to get some life in this. So I got a, a plant and i think it was a fern or a schifrella you know schifrella i don't it's a really pretty one it's uh, pretty standard i think houseplant it comes from the volcanic soils of tropical places but for some reason it still does really well so one that has like
0: little colorful flower buds
1: no, it doesn't no. really have any flowers oh. no flowers so yeah, I had a Chefrella, and then it did, turned out it wasn't enough. It was like God <laughs> making things in the garden for Adam. And he's like, Yeah, this is nice, <laughs> but I'm bored. I'm still alone. <laughs> and so I went to get a fish, and we went to PetSmart, and I asked for one of those shiny ones and one of those googly eyed ones. And the guy <laughs> says, Are well, you going to combine a freshwater fish with a saltwater fish? And you said, Yeah. I said, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I guess not. What? And my favorite part of the
0: story is he said, you're not responsible you're not, enough. Yeah, you're, you're not, not ready, ready for to fish.
1: fish. <laughs> I'm respo- he says, I'm responsible for the animals. And didn't let you buy fish. I didn't, I didn't buy fish that day. So um, I've had to take to enjoying the presence of human beings <laughs> after all. Shucks.
0: Uh, yeah, that's fun. I today just had a final exam with Father John. Okay. Recording oral? a podcast with you. Yeah, it was an oral exam. Recorded what was your po- question? Can I ask
1: that? Yeah. I, that
0: I, we were in eschatology. the rule. And so I reached, Father John puts uh, the sections of the class on cards and then turns them upside down. And you got to randomly pick one. And then you have to teach on that section. Um, the two guys who went before me had pulled the card on death. And I was reaching for that one too, uh-huh. unknowingly. And he goes, no, 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 not that one. Pick a different
1: one. Had you heard their answers? No, okay. was outside the classroom, he's so. just getting bored with that. He one. just heard it twice. Yeah, ever. yeah.
0: So I pull Purgatory, and I got to teach on Purgatory. Oh, so cool. I think initial initial teach teaching on Purgatory was probably
1: an A. Follow up questions, high C. Okay. <laughs> well, you. <laughs> but have I'm your, tough on myself. I find it hard to answer things on the fly. To be honest, I don't consider myself very witty. It, if I pr- plan for things, I can be. I have a creative mind, and I have pretty good recall and grasp on organization, yeah. simple, really simplified organization. Yeah. But, but in terms of wit, like thinking on the fly and remembering things on the fly, the tough uh, thing too, when you're, so great. you're learning
0: for so many kind of sections, you kind of, you're doing the broad overview of each one of them. And so you're not like really into the weeds with each one of them. Whereas if you're preparing to teach a class just on purgatory for our you're going to have a little bit more. Yeah. So
1: you're a little more ready for the, the up. Well, okay, so can I examine you? I'd rather not. Quiz show? Not on eschatology. Quiz show. Okay, so this was one of the questions I asked. I think I'm in trouble with the Luke and Acts class. They're Uh done. I don't teach them again. I had this class a
0: year ago, which might be worse than my Greek, but let's go. Well,
1: here, see, this is the, so I asked them, I told them that I was going to have one question among like the 12 that I gave them or 10 that I gave them. Uh, There's going to be one I pick that you have to write on. And then there's going to be another three that you can choose one of, and you write on that. So there's going to be two essays. And then I realized after I had gone through the review day, there's another question I want to (laughs) ask. And that's the worst thing you can do to students. They hate you so much for it. But here it is. Um, I thought, this is still fair. I can spring this one on them. So the question was at the end, and I'll have you give a response, but... Don't get all worried about perfection. <laughs> okay. So the last question I asked them was a guy comes up to you at the wedding reception and he says, Hey, I don't know anything about religion. I'm not like one of those religious guys, but an angel just appeared to me and told me to go ask you, what is Lukax about? So what is Lukax about? <laughs> that was my question. It's just a super overview. Um, yeah, a super overview to somebody who t- doesn't know religion. Luke
0: Acts is about principally the life of Christ and his mission from the incarnation where we start with the uh, visitation. What is that? I don't even know what those words mean. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This is a guy who have never. Yeah, and, and um, you
1: only get 1 minute and 1 minute. That's and then in parentheses, All right, Let me restart. That I was, is I was talking paragraph. to Father Mike. Yeah. Not to no, impart. no. You're talking so, to the guy at the reception.
0: Uh, Luke and Acts is a gospel talking about Jesus Christ, who is God, who became man for the salvation of the world, and how he instituted a church to continue that mission into the rest of history. That's my 30 second spiel. And then if that gets his intrigue, I can start talking about the incarnation, which is where the angel Gabriel tied into his angel that just uh, was there. We to go. Asking, spoke uh, to Mary pastoral proclaimed uh, proclaimed that she would conceive and bear a son he would be Jesus who Jesus was and then we could talk about some of the Luke stories and then how in acts it's now the church imitating or not imitating but continuing uh, the same action of Christ
1: hey i love it all right that's good you got the you know you got the essentials the point is kind of think outside the box there's a couple words that i'm not sure i would Use because they need more explanation, like Same. gospel and totally. instituted.
0: But I make that mistake all the time. I my first homily, one of the uh, a friend at the parish came up, She's like that's a lot of lot of five dollar words for eight a.m. on Sunday.
1: <laughs> as long as you explain I think, them, I think I used compunction. I don't it. mind actually teaching people. A larger vocabulary. You have to explain what it is. Yeah, as long as yeah. you define things and you're helping them that way.
0: Well, that's what I like about the actual dialogue, where it's not just teaching. I can say something like, oh, they the incarnation is when the angel Gabriel came. And like, what's incarnation? Yeah, and then yeah. I can say, oh, well, incarnation is the mean to become incarnate flesh, to become flesh, yeah. that Jesus, who is the second person of the Trinity, God, who became flesh is the man Jesus incarnate. But then you're actually in a dialogue. Yeah, and it's easier to respond to those questions, and they can ask you questions to clarify. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, well, that was good. That was a good response. I have not read theirs yet, so I can't give you any judgment about how they <laughs> Am responded. I square in the mean. I basically like yeah something about something about what the world is for, or our lives, and then basically charisma. Um, the story is about Jesus, God becoming a human being, and then his life and death and resurrection. Um, to save the world or each of us, and then the church that he set up. Just like you said, instituted the church. Instituted,
0: that's a tough word, too, you know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. They're thinking of, uh, I don't know, University <laughs> of Phoenix.
0: Um, yeah, no, it's fun. I, I do enjoy I enjoy classes. I'm not the best student. I'm not the best test taker. I've usually learned how to figure out what professors want and then try and give them that. Um, I don't love assessments. Which is okay. Yeah. I don't love assessments in general. I love teaching. Yeah. I don't love assessments. All right. No, no, it's weird.
1: <laughs> that's me. I've always, well, I've done well with exams, but right. I'm not sure that that's necessarily a good thing all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's convenient for. Yeah. I've never struggled, but it's like, just keeping double. me happy. But it's also like you don't necessarily have to learn as well Yeah, because you can just parrot stuff yep. and learn it real fast at the end mm-hmm. um, and I was a people pleaser growing up still kind of
0: am so exams would come around and I'd stress out because I have to uh, I have to please the professor I have to show them that I'm good yeah. and worthy and so then you just you know, figure out what they want give it to them and feel good hey, about hey you know yourself. what
1: though I mean there, I've changed there are worse things where you could just be <laughs> lazy and say I don't care what anybody thinks and just fail everything see, that was <laughs> my bending the stick the other way <laughs> not, for not, a while not work hard <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I want to talk to you about animals. Well, I've been fish. thinking about animals. Yeah, fish and what else did we see? I think just fish. fish human and plants We talked about animals. human beings. <laughs> uh, the, but I also want to come back at some point, not this, not this time, I guess, about weddings. Hmm. I mean, we just had my sister Marsha's wedding. She married Mike Lazari. They're both Lazaris now. Oh, congrats! And I guess he was before, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's now a Mister Lazari. <laughs> but he no, is, I mean, yeah, that's right.
0: Not, not, he could have been Mister. Well,
1: before. he wasn't a teacher. He was a banker. Yeah. He was not Mister Lazari. <laughs> uh, so that's that's fun. And we could talk about that a little bit, and then talk about animals. We could talk let's about just animals. I and feel then we like could jump into weddings. I can't, like, another episode. You should be celebrating a wedding for like a month, <laughs> and thinking about it, and the joys, and savoring it, and everything, rather than jumping to the you know experience of finals. Do You want do a whole episode on weddings. Yeah. Then let's just let's. So let's we table it. So, we're, so congrats, I just give a congrats right now. Shout out. Okay. And we'll come back. Love you guys, all the Lazaris. Um. Thank you for welcoming Marcia into your family. Thank you, Mike, for uh, marrying her, putting a ring on that finger. And, and Marcia, you're so proud of you, so happy for you. She's so happy, mm. so happy. And then um, out on the dance floor, Jen challenges me to the dance, and it was fun, and uh, that's Mike's sister. And we kind of had some I, I, I like I wedding dances. As companions, we don't go to receptions, really, so I don't get to do that a whole lot, but my sister Maggie is a mad woman on the (laughs) dance floor, and it's awesome, and Megan Scheid, my old neighbor, yeah, we all dance the night away, and then all the the relatives, and yeah, I'll get back to it, you know, Mm. we can talk about the meaning and stuff. Your sister just got married over a year now yeah it's still
0: it's a year, is a year uh, on the feast of saint joseph but uh yeah no it's it's still new it's still, still fresh and still enough. fresh it's exciting i was actually just uh over at their house we were, had like six of us getting their garden ready so my dad All was right. rototilling i was cutting trees down and shoveling rocks dude out the
1: can you come do my yard
0: um i was talking to father danny Eusterman about that actually it uh, looks uh, terrible
1: <laughs> were you really yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that I'd helped you last summer. That was oh, great. okay. But so
1: you weren't talking about, you weren't, we planning we weren't planning on helping at the house right now. But maybe I don't not. know what I'm going to do about it. I got to get the <laughs> sprinkler fixed because the pipe is, it's sort of expanded more than it was. It was mm. leaky last year, but it got worse over the winter. And then I haven't had it aerated. And I don't know. It's kind of like, is this still all my job? Am I the de facto gardener just because I've done it in the past? It's tough because there's only two of you guys at the house exactly. right now. Exactly. So you're kind of de facto at the moment. But now that we're done with the wh- the work school year and stuff, I have high <laughs> hopes. Okay, animals, Good tangent. On to the animals. Um, so I love watching um, David Attenborough. David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, you know him. Of course I know him. Go on. I, uh, there was a suggested video on my... Think
0: Netflix, uh, Birds of Paradise with yes. David Attenborough. <laughs>
1: that's it, man. That's not bad too. I like that. Um, I love that one. I don't know if I watched Birds of Paradise. I think I have the or Island Birds or something. Island that. Birds. That's, that's, that's what I started watching. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was Amazon, but anyway, <laughs> um, I have liked the bird ones. The dancing, the the bird, the dances that the birds do oh, for yeah. mating and stuff. <laughs> Just funny, hilarious. <laughs> So I'm watching this one, and I just love it. I love one of the more fascinating footage, what, film footage? Yeah. Elements? Vignettes? It kind of goes in vignettes, right? It's going to focus on this kale, and then it's going to focus on this seal, and then this whale, and then this crab, and all this stuff. The jellyfish. There was some jellyfish that when they consume this thing, they're so see-through. You see the thing. (laughs) You see the thing being digested inside. It's so awesome. (laughs) That was so cool. And then there are these little little sea slugs that you see. You say, I've seen a slug before. And then they all of a sudden start flapping this cape to move. (laughs) 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 These things were, it's awesome. Fastest slug in the sea. I love this stuff. And then I'm like thinking on, all of these analogies about life and growth as a Christian. And he he takes out this, or he's on this Island when birds are hatching. And then you get to watch this bird sort of develop very quickly in the nest Mm. and then stretch out its wings and have to fly. Yeah. Imagine that. Just push them out. You just have to fly. You just just realize I got these things (laughs) and you flap them around a little bit. You feel a little lift, but you gotta get thrown out of the thing, and then it's yeah. like make it or does a bird ever not make it? I think so. Oh, and then they're on the ground. Uh um, oh. I, I don't know if they're able to put the them back broken up or, broken wing.
0: Not always broken. Sometimes I just fall.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Maybe they're not <laughs> too high. Well, so it's <laughs> just and then and then I'm thinking about instinct. Birds have instinct. And somehow they just know where they're supposed to yep. go, well, and how they're like supposed uh, to live and eat and mate and everything.
0: Have you seen the videos of the babies, human babies? Like you can toss them in a pool and they just swim.
1: Yeah, naturally. Oh yeah, and they know I how to it. hold their breath. They hold their breath. It's
0: like it's this this instinct, and it's still from being within the womb, and they're kind of like able to swim. Yeah, and it's amazing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Similar.
1: Instinct is wild, and I wonder if I was t- speculating about this today. This isn't necessarily the topic or anything but <laughs> the it's musing on animals as far as an analogy is is concerned i think you could do something with the christian life because it's a lot about faith you know being the bird believing in the change that you've had being born mm. in who you are and i think a lot of the christian life is that it's like believing in what am i capable of by virtue of the the born again yeah and having the Holy Spirit inside me. Jumping out and flying. Sharing in divine life. Yeah, I could jump out and fly and just not do things that are unexpected. And then also, seeking to do the will of God, bear fruit in the world. Sometimes I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. Like, what's this turn, that turn, and all this stuff? And I do see myself, how do you draw the line between encouraging people, trust your instincts? Just trust your instincts, you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you're a Christian, you were born with a divine life so there's something innate in you that's wanting to wanting to act toward sanctity to do the will of God and to be moving in the direction of heaven, so just go with it go on, mm. but you don't overthink it because if the bird overthinks it, then it's in trouble
0: <laughs> right wouldn't you think yeah so? Now i'm thinking overthinking right now um. Because we've got opposite inclinations. Well, that's the problem, too. right? The fall. So, so we have concupiscence, which is the, the basically the lower powers kind of like calling out to be more focused on than, uh, than they should be. So kind of a, a what we'd say an inclination towards sin in the flesh. But then we're recreated in baptism. And Come we on. have this inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's moving us. And I think if we actually look back, uh, especially if you, if you kind of have made an intentional... Um, choice with your life to, to try and follow Christ, to try and live within your baptismal promise. Um, I think trusting your instinct, you kind of know, like I've had the experience of really having this inclination of, I should really go, uh, engage with this person or do this act of charity or whatever it may be, and then not done it. And four hours later, looking back, like, man, that was a big missed opportunity because yeah. I was 100% the Holy Spirit moving me with kind of this instinct that that's going to be a moment of, um, of grace, of encounter. And then other times where I do listen to that and nine times out of 10, it is that. And it's just this wonderful, beautiful experience that I never could have drawn up of like how interacting or just saying hello to this person or whatever it might yeah. be was going to stir up all these other things.
1: Yeah, so It's probably a glass half empty, half <laughs> full thing where people will have different perspectives on is, are you more likely to go astray because of concupiscence if you go on autopilot, or are you more likely to do the right things because of this you know, divine instinct?
0: Well, virtue is a habit, and so I it's built know. up, right? So what am I, what am I following
1: yeah, more? Yeah, but that's different than, that's different than instinct. Because yeah. virtue, like the bird has to learn to go fast and to correctly turn, and yeah. these are virtues. They leave, just fly. Leave on time. But just the instinct of how to get somewhere. Well, I love when, uh, especially, um, kind of working with the,
0: the people in the RCIA or OCIA. We should probably do a podcast on that. All right. um, but the uh, the people coming into the church, so they go through classes to kind of learn about the church, and they're they've encountered Christ, and they're looking forward to baptism, confirmation. Um, there's kind of this openness to just kind of like move with inspiration of the Holy Spirit, with moving with, you know, oh, I was inspired to do this because I read it in the gospel. Mm -hmm. And there's something really awesome about that, where it's just kind of this, you're receiving from the gospel, you're receiving from the Holy Spirit, kind of these actual graces that are pouring into your life, and you respond to them, and you see it in in these people, and they're just like, it's like, wow. I've I've almost forgotten the, I
1: don't know, the the quickening of of kind of your your inclination. Totally. Growth, man. Yeah. It's, it is fun to watch. And then you start to kind of wonder and doubt because we're old guys, Middle, middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> Middle. I speak for myself. I'm getting Okay, there. so you're, you are an animal. If you could choose to be any animal oh. or maybe better. I know people choose an animal for their own spirit animal or something, whatever. Choose one for your family. <laughs> what would be your family animal we're so different no, yeah that's cool like that's me and my dad are, like a collective me and my
0: dad are like super sanguine so we'd be like a playful monkey or like a golden retriever probably there you go i joked with the guys in my sy there i have two two operations two versions of me one's like the the stallion racehorse that just oh, like yeah. is Kentucky it's like Derby, strut, dude. strutting around and i like kind of looking back like <laughs> look at me <laughs> yeah and then the other side of me is just this, uh, like this golden retriever that just wants to play all the time. Yeah. And that's usually where I, li- I live. I think the uh, the horse is a little more of my
1: prideful side. But the well, golden Which retriever one, which one was? What did you say? A people pleaser? That's the horse. Oh man. Well, that's both. It's probably, probably both. Them, that's probably both. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Know.
0: But uh, yes, yeah, so that'd be me and my dad. I always wanted. I always thought like I'd be more of a fox. I thought foxes were super cool and sly. Mm. But I'm not sly at all. I. Can't live up to that one. Uh, my sister, my brother, I'd probably give them an owl. They're more of the pondering wise Oh, types. hey. We'll get back to the yeah, owl Yeah, and the horse. Yeah, I think I'd probably put my mom in the owl
1: as well, that side. So you're not going to just brother, take one. one? one you, okay, think of like your family crest. Mm, oh, so the family crest. Uh, here's a couple of examples. My, I've done some like whatever, history, ancest- an- ancestral mm-hmm. history, research. We have my, it's Swedish and what do I call it? Bohemian? Yeah. <laughs> bohemian, it, the the name rap either comes from Bavaria or like, you know, Germany from that kind of eastern, yeah. s- southeastern side or where it would have been bohemian or it comes from Sweden. If it comes from Sweden, it would mean fast rap and if it comes from B- Germany
0: or germany it's raven
1: isn't it no, no no i've heard i've heard that but it's it's actually the black stallion Robin. oh black stallion yeah the uh, the schwarz's feared and it, like yours right yeah. the black stallion then then you have the bohemian like coat of arms and it's got a big lion on it mm. you know so there's uh, this this black stallion that's wild and free and fast and beautiful. And then you got the lion who is strong and regal and um, sometimes wise, aren't (laughs) they? Yeah. The king of the jungle kind of looks after everything and um, nobody messes with it. He's also beautiful and or she they're both right. Yeah. So I'm, I've always enjoyed those as being family yeah, our bigger one, uh, which is from Portugal. It,
0: like the the Portuguese it's the rooster. Oh yeah. It's kinda like the Portuguese animal there. More the that's a national, less more uh-huh. more national than family. Um yeah, I think somewhere somewhere in the the owl, probably for the Machados. Is but it? They're more on the, the bird side.
1: Okay. Yeah. What about okay, so what does it describe what the bald eagle means? Why well, is that such an emblematic like, why did they pick that as the, these choices for animals as representative are symbolic and they're, they have a, a power for propaganda. Mm-hmm. If you want to inform your own people, who are we? Then you point to this animal. If you want to tell the rest of the world, who are we? You point, point to the that animal. Out. That's America, so it's a big choice.
0: Yeah. The bald eagle. Um, well, I know what we say. It's about freedom, soaring, soaring high, yeah. having nothing that can conquer us. We're the biggest, baddest bird in the air. Yeah, you know, I think that's what it's saying. Now, is that because that's what they saw on the eagle, or is that what we've put on it afterwards?
1: Hey, I think or it's. It both? I think it's both ways. Because we were almost the the country of the wild turkey. The wild turkey, which I don't know exactly what that. I know they're beautiful. They feed well. <laughs> They're flightless. <laughs> they're flightless. <laughs> they can
0: they can fly about as high to get on your roof. Um. They're <laughs> kind of pleasant to look at. They're kind of cool. They're intriguing. They're, but we they're chose slightly the, odd.
1: We chose that's true. <laughs> it's like we're googler what's America that googler called, called? That the, a turkey gobbler, the gobbler. Has? The gobbler. gobbler? They got some <laughs> they are weird, yeah. What is the what is the purpose of that googler for the evolution? Like evolutionarily, no why would that help you to beat out the other one? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that Soggy little Googler. <laughs> okay, so. I need a David Attenborough on wild turkey. Yes, here we go. So we chose, we didn't go for the turkey. We went for the eagle. The eagle's also like one of the more powerful yeah. and intimidating birds. It's also a predator. It's one of the largest. So it's strong. It's, uh, yeah, particularly beautiful. People like to look mm. at it. You know, more than the vulture or the, even the turkey sometimes. Um Yeah. So what other uh, what other animals this is this is about animals as symbolic representation and propaganda value of yeah. animals. So what about um do you know Russia? Bear? Yeah, yeah the bear. Eurasian yeah. Black brown bear. Yeah, that was a good one. It's uh it's f-
0: strong, mm-hmm. resilient. Mm-hmm. Um, it can go without food for many months. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true, but that goes in with Russia. Um,
1: yeah, strong. Um, w- Arctic type, yeah. you know, kind of um, the hibernation idea of, like you're saying, it can go without food for many months. Yeah. You know, um, dangerous. Okay. Um, don't so want to cross its path. Strong. Um, like, I don't know, important. Within an ecosystem Kind of the boss It's not like one of a million You feel like they're You know They're strong within a whole area I don't know I'm trying to think of Yeah But Eurasian brown bear And then Let's see what else People have around there You have um, What There was a couple of them with I think it's turkey With a A horse Um, A stallion Like those You have Oh Yeah India Oh Elephant Not an elephant Cow I like the elephant I like the elephant too And Monkey I asked I'm just trying to think of it Sebastian today at the cathedral My buddy Sebastian He said his family would be the elephant It's a Bengal tiger Oh that makes sense Yeah And I think South Korea is also Strong
0: animals Hey That makes sense Bengal tiger
1: Bengal tiger Beautiful Strong Um fast uh what else could we say about the bengal tiger um yeah dangerous yeah i mean i what i'm th- seeing
0: is it's kind of the the kings the kings of their habitat yeah it's like what you're claiming for your your yeah. country you're like we're the top
1: yeah and they're okay so there's the pride there absolutely strength is is a kind of primary value so in the ancient world you have things like Assyria, which was probably most often a lion or a, well, it was a lion more often than not, but also it can be a, a horse and um, fast, u- um, useful, useful sometimes mm-hmm. with the, the kind of pack animal. And Persia is also similar with the, with the same kind of um, strong, fierce animals. Then you have, and I'm going to just go through kind of the the kingdoms of the earth, okay? Mm-hmm. The kingdoms. So you have um this strong lion, Persian and Assyrian. Then you go to well, Egypt maybe that preceded. And they had all kinds of different gods that are animals. So Mm -hmm. they didn't have a single one that represented the whole country. But you can think of some. They had the crocodile. Crocodiles one with the
0: Nile. Um they have a bird. I can't remember which bird it is, though.
1: Bird uh, is hawk, uh, usually. Hawk. Okay. Yeah, is that and one of the, it's of the heads of the gods? It's a, a
0: vicious beak on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, hawk. They got cats. Cat. Oh, yeah. But the more like domestic cats, than Cats. They've got the beetle, the scarab beetle. Yep, scarab beetle. You got the sphinx, which is Ooh. mostly, it's like a lion. Lion right? person. Lion person. Um, what else? Yeah, they got snake do they have a snake maybe no probably so you have yeah all of this collection of of animals that are generally the same kind of theme the egyptian menagerie strong inspiring that way okay here's a here's a different kingdom that came along and played it differently your this is your crew from athens what was the Ooh, greek the kingdom? Greeks, or at least the athenian symbol that became pretty standard It goes on all the coins and stuff. Was the owl. Yes, the owl, good. And the owl because... Wisdom. It's a symbol of wisdom. Philosophy was the great calling card of the What were the
0: Spartans? Because they they wouldn't have been under the same, right?
1: I don't know if they had an animal. No, I mean, so the Delian League... Well, so Athens and Sparta fight, and then ultimately Athens becomes something of a capital for the city-states. So when uh, Alexander the Great comes along, or Philip of Macedonia unites the Greeks. Then his son, Alexander the Great, takes Greek culture abroad. And by then it was pretty well symbolized by the owl. And so it's it's Catholic, an interesting thing world. of like how the brain conquers over brawn. Yeah. Probably still a symbol of strength, but a different kind of different. strength, right? Poetry. Were you going to move to Rome? Olympics. Yeah, Rome. Rome's the wolf. Oh, yeah, you're right. But there's also another one. Oh, what's the other probably one? Probably more primary. The wolf is for the city of Rome, but the Roman Specifically, Empire okay. is the eagle. Okay. You remember at the top of the pillars? Yeah, that's right. The at pillars, the top of the, uh, each, the each legion would flags. have the, the golden eagle, yeah.
0: which is actually part of why America pulled the eagle because we're probably like imperialistic in our, our view of what we're creating. Yeah, we're we, the new we, Rome. Yeah. Um, no, I mentioned the wolf because I looked up, uh, cheated on this one. Sparta was the wolf. Oh, okay. And so there's a military
1: aspect of the, um, the wolf that I think Rome was trying to ah. recapture. Well, you have the – you remember Romulus and Remus? Yep. Are suckling off of the she-wolf?
0: Yes, after they have
1: come from Troy. Yeah. So the Rome has a symbol of a wolf mm-hmm. as well. So the strength, but we kind of devolve back into strength. By the time Jesus is around, you've gone through – Um, Egypt with its multiple kind of gods. Oh, and the bull. I would say the bull was probably super important for Egypt. Oh, yeah. Because you have the bulls that are dying with the plague Mm -hmm. and this golden calf that sort of represents like, okay, what's the animal that we would reach out to who could conquer? Like the strongest, maybe it's the strongest of the Egyptian gods that let us out. Anyway, strength 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 and um and then cleverness with the owl which i think is kind of cool but it also gets beaten it gets mm-hmm. beaten by rome with the eagle and the strength again meanwhile jesus comes from a different kingdom and it's got two parts one is the kingdom of judah okay he's the king who is the promised king of judah what was their symbol i do not know no you I'm don't phone a friend no You do. It's the lion, the lion of Judah. Lion of Judah. Yeah, the lion Ah. of Judah. Right. So if you go to Israel, one of their great symbols is the star. The other one is the lion, right? Mm. The lion of Judah. That was David's symbol and the symbol of his I should have known that there's a walk for Israel that I drove through like last week.
0: And there were flags and there was the Israeli star flag. And then there was also some lions. The lion of Judah.
1: Yeah, here you go. So, well, this is kind of like nap time on a, <laughs> on a rainy day. I haven't and been thinking about my Israeli history for the okay. last uh, couple semesters. So if you want to be awesome as a kingdom, then you have these awesome propaganda. Like, So in part, it's because you, th- you consider yourself to have been victorious because you are strong in these ways. Also, you want to promote yourself and teach your kids be like this like mm-hmm. this: intelligent, seeking wisdom, or strong. Or the eagle is kind of both of them. Flies over everything, is wise, can see everything straight, and then also is strong and, and better and stronger. Yeah, you know, pride. Um, and so you want to teach your own people, and then you want to promote that as your uh, character abroad. You know, um, don't mess with me. Or here's what we're doing. China's got this weird panda. I don't know what to do with that, so we have to jettison China. But we're still back in Jesus' time. You got Rome, you got Greece, you got uh, Judah, and then you got the kingdom of God. Okay? So this is where the Christian takes their identity. This is where Jesus pointed in the direction of, here's my emblem, here's our chief animal symbol, and this is what I want you to be like, and I want the world to know us as. I want us to to identify with this and then um, this is my choice for the animal and it is the lamb the sheep <laughs> good yeah the lamb the lamb of God and I am the good shepherd my sheep know my voice yep I am the good shepherd you are my sheep uh, Jesus is the chief sheep the lamb the, the lamb that was slain in the book of Revelation he's the lamb that was slain that's now sitting on the throne and is the, become kind of both sheep and, I love and shepherd
0: there's, there's the uh I think they're pretty ancient depictions of Christ with kind of the banner, almost like a military banner, and it's, it's the lamb yeah. with the cross on the banner. It kind of hit the, the yeah. banner
1: of God. And sometimes the seal, the book, of the sea, uh, yeah. book with the seven seals yeah. from Revelation. But, um, yeah, this is a motif that shows up in the Old Testament, but there's lots of other animals. You could have chosen any of them. You could choose the deer. You could choose the stag. You know, you could choose the the ox. You could choose the I mean, there's kinda like famous horses and there's lots of birds in the um psalms and such. We've done Bible birds and <laughs> Bible fish. You know nobody has a fish. I'm sure there are a shark some shark would be pretty cool. I don't know. Absolutely. If you're like a, a coastal like fisherman. Today is thing. Damien of Molokai. Happy yeah,
0: feast. Happy feast. <laughs> Um, I do dolphin or shark,
1: yeah, killer whale, orcas. There's got to be these things show somewhere. up in the. New- I
0: bet some of these island nations have.
1: So what does a lamb mean? Why would you pick that? And yeah, what is so? First, what does it mean? What are the characteristics of a lamb?
0: Well, the lamb is docile, lays itself down for sacrifice. It feeds. Um, it follows the shepherd. That's what I got.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just think in terms of well that's right yeah yeah the let's think in terms of in comparison to those other animals lamb is weak yeah characteristically weak it's prey it's not predator it eats dumb grass and (laughs) just sits there and shivers wondering if a wolf or a lion is going to eat it (laughs) Um, lamb is soft just like you know literally if you're comparing it to a hippo (laughs) You know, you can kick the hippo and it's, it's going to be okay, but the lamb is not. Um, the, land is, the lamb is sweet. It likes to cuddle and um, is yeah just affectionate toward its own and its shepherds. The lamb is relatively quiet, kind of annoying, but it doesn't have a big bark, right? When a lion roars, it's scary. <laughs> when the, <laughs> the eagle just, cries... Uh, <laughs> If you're close enough, it's scary. Yeah, you know? piercing. And even the owl, it's just like intriguing. There's nothing intriguing about a lamb, not really. <laughs> you're attracted by its gentleness and its cuteness, but it, you're not attracted by curiosity or something like that, where you would be with an owl. It's like, what are you thinking? You weird thing with the swivel head and stuff. Um, it's not flying above anybody. It's actually just kind of following in the pack. And it's um, kind of useful. It is useful. Yeah. It's good for food and good for wool. Wool. So it provides, but it doesn't know that it provides. It doesn't intend to provide or whatever. Okay. So it's altogether weak. And I have to say, this is one of the more frustrating things about Christianity for me, uh, at least presently, is there are times when I want control of things in my life or my life itself. And I would rather be an eagle or a black stallion or a bear or a bear than a lamb. And in comparison to other entities, I was, I was upset recently because I'm looking at the world and realizing how can you, how can I love Jesus so much and know how good he is? And then nobody cares. All this indifference is making me really mad. On our convocation where we're doing healing, they say, you got to look at your wounds and one of them for me is anger, and there's a few of things. Maybe I'll come back to this one, but one of them has to do with this um, sex abuse scandal. And I didn't realize I was so angry about it, and then I kind of put it in a, mm. you know, put it in a dark room and said, "You stay there. I don't want to, you know, live out of that wound or be angry about it." But I am, um, and it's good to kind of shed light on those and kind of visit those places with Christ to be able to be healed. Um, it just Yeah, maybe I'll take that down the road. But basically, um, terrible things were done to kids. Makes me mad. Priests were sheltered, hid, moved, uh, so they ended up doing it again. Makes me mad. The I've lived in the shadow, this dark shadow of the scandal for as long as I've been a seminary and a priest. And it tarnishes the reputation of the priest. So you go out in public and you're an embarrassment or a pariah. And then within the church. You have this attitude of people like, well, we got rid of the bad ones. So now you're all perfect and we're <laughs> going to expect you to be perfect. So no matter what ways that you're imperfect, it's like, hey, hey, you, you promised us, you know, so, sort of implicitly. Nobody promised anybody we're perfect, but certainly not true. But it's a lot of pressure to live under. We don't have enough vocation. So it's like we're, you know, um, forced into exhausting ourselves and everything. Okay, why, why did I get into that? <laughs> You're talking oh, about the lamb. Oh, so I'm talking about the lamb. I want to be able to be strong mm-hmm. and to say, God, you show yourself. We take over. It's for the best because this is good for everybody. It's going to make a more peaceful and happy culture. But we need to take over. You know, the kingdom of God needs to overpower the kingdoms of this world, you know, the kingdom of, this, of the secular society and the reign of lust and consumerism mm-hmm. and um greed and all of these things that are reigning systemically. They're kingdoms that are, you know, overcoming the world. And even I don't think America, I'm not thinking that, but there is something of like if there's enough strength by people who can police, then there's more peace and there's less abuse of power and these kinds of things. But Jesus didn't take that way. He yeah. could very well have. You remember? He, he, was, yeah. he said, if I called upon my power, legions of angels. Father,
0: legions of angels would be sent to my aid. Yeah. And I am the king. He yeah. is the king. And there is. I mean, Jesus is both the lion and the lamb yeah. at the same time. Um, his victory is a different. Victory In a different time, but what he showed us was the lamb. but yeah, the he didn't take the lamb. he didn't take the, the
1: lion as the primary.: Yeah, he the is lamb. the lion and the, the lamb, lamb, is conquers, and lamb is what
0: conquers, and the lamb is what is on the throne in heaven. yeah right? even though there is a, a kingdom that has been victorious over evil
1: Yeah, that is still playing out. But I'm supposed to imitate that. Yeah. really?
0: Well, it's funny because what is one of the biggest insults you can receive in the world right now, secular world right now? Oh you're just a sheep. you're a bunch of sheep. Yeah. You're, you're just, weak. You follow. You're, you're you, a follower. You, you don't. Uh, yeah. You don't. You don't trust your own thoughts. You don't. Your your own instincts. People can take to, advantage you just of just have you to very be told easily. What to do?
1: And yeah. Yeah. You just. You're just listening to the government. or You're just listening to the church. Or you're and just I hate it. I mean, honestly, I hate that stuff. Yeah. And I always liked about Jesus that he's a punk, that he doesn't follow the crowd. Where? Show me where Jesus followed the crowd. There was only one way that he followed, and that was the will of God. And I guess when his mom said, hey, do this. <laughs> but it was the will of God. He was not a, a crowd guy, you know? Yeah. You remember that spot? I love that spot where they say um, they wanted to take him away to be, to make them their, ki- their king. But he did not trust them because he knew it was in the heart of man. Mm. He wasn't trying to conquer that way. No. You know? And yet he uses the language of kingdom of God, spread of the kingdom of God, there is a conquer, there is an empire, there is a kingdom that he envisions taking over in some yeah.
0: way. And even Revelation, which is tied up with all the Lamb imagery, still has this like this reconquering
1: yeah. as well. So I don't think, um, well, you can think about that. I think there's something of docility that's asked of us that's really hard to do. It's ironic that being simple, being unassuming, just listening for what to do obeying being gentle are all characteristics that shouldn't really be that hard to do in fact that's who you are once you've been born again that's who you are instinctually you are a lamb that's the hardest though i think so i I think i really do
0: and and it's funny because you think if i get out of my situation whatever it might be i'll be able to be better you know, I think my, I'm a product of my, my situation. So I'm in seminary right now. So, man, if I wasn't under the seminary structures, I could be more yeah. virtuous. And yeah, It's like, yeah. no, it's not. Why do I, like, coming into seminary, I was like, oh, look at how wonderful that schedule is. Look at how set up it is so that I can study all the time and learn these things that I don't have time to learn right now. And then I get in it, and I'm like, man, I hate this schedule. It's imposing upon me. How dare I? I'm not docile. I don't want to be docile to uh, what is given to me. To what yeah. the will of the Father is. And I love that it's, it's Jesus' docility is to the will of the Father. Um, and what is that docility to the will? It's to the point of death. Mm. And we don't, um, and Father John and I talked about this a little bit when we were talking about the crisis of modernity in Augusto del Noche, but we live in a, a world and a culture that focuses first on power, everything. It's, it's conquering, it's power, it's will to power. And then this lamb comes in and has a victory by dying, mm. but then how was the Roman Empire conquered by Christianity, not by a military uprising? The Jewish military uprising that happened destroyed Jerusalem when Rome came in. Yeah, that might
1: not have happened. Huh? Oh, I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the burning down of Rome. No, no, and no, no, the Jew, no. no. And the Jews. No, I no, see what you're saying. You're talking about Jerusalem. Yeah, was Jerusalem just, just kind
0: of wrecked by. By Rome, yeah. It's uh, the, it's sixty sixty years after, when they they rise up by the sword, but what conquers Rome? The Christians. Why? Dying in the circus. Yeah, it's the martyrdom. Dying in the teeth
1: of lions. Yeah, literally, for a noble cause, not and not in a pointless way. But no. it's true. It's being defeated, not defeating, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, that's true of this. Isaiah 53 says, like a lamb led to the slaughter, he was silent and opened not his mouth. Mm. And and yet he's not, so on the one hand, he's being, he's just allowing himself to be killed because he knows the profound effect of it. But then he says, as guy. you do not take my life from me, I lay it down. Yeah, I lay it down. And so then you have, that's the balance between Isaiah 53, like a lamb led to the slaughter, he was silent and opened. And Genesis 22, uh, God mm-hmm. will provide the lamb And he takes the wood on his own back. And um, so this lamb is both choosing to go to its own death and then also being taken. And both of those things are, in my mind, very difficult to do as a Christian, but should be our instinct. If you just be who you are, you should end up not having to fight too hard being led led to sacrifice and led in obedience to um, that fruitful sacrifice. And I'm sure you've met somebody or people. Um, but then like, you also have to choose it. That's yeah. the other,
0: you know. And uh, I don't know. What's the other scripture verse, though, that I think of now is be be as um, gentle as doves, but as wise as serpents. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's this tension going in. Um, but I'm looking at people that I, I you know, some, some sisters, some of the missionary charities that I encountered, and there's like, there's this toughness to them. Yeah. And yet a total abandonment to God's will, and they're not afraid. Yeah. I think there's something so powerful about somebody who is not afraid to die. I think, I think a lot of our power is we, or our focus on power, is if we have power, we can control our life and we can make ourselves secure. Mm. Whereas the more powerful person is, the person is not afraid to die. Um, G.K. Chesterton, I believe, it might be C.S. Lewis, talks about uh, the difference between the martyr and the suicide. He said the martyr is somebody who, um, when he's attacked and surrounded by all sides, fights, fights to live, mm. but is ready to die. The suicide says, whatever, I'm just going to run to death. Mm. He's like, I give up. Whereas the martyr is, is fighting so because of love of life, because of love of continuing, yeah, right, but people. is ready to die. And mm. so then he can die well, whereas the suicide says, I don't want to live and so I'll yeah. just run towards death there's a despair I don't and, like and life I his don't analogy like is like on the uh, I don't love the, anything the, the battlefield you know but uh, so I think uh, John Paul II is a wonderful example of a man who's he's not afraid to die or Damien Damien he's not yeah. afraid to die so you know, I'll start with JP2 then we'll go to Damien but JP2 grows up um, like he's seen death all around his, his family his sister died before uh, his, his by 20 his brother his dad his mom have all died he, goes, he lives through Nazi Germany. He lives through the Soviet occupation. He's seen friends die. He knows that his death is possibly around the corner at all moments. And he just keeps living, trusting that God is doing something in his life, and all of a sudden he's pope, you know. But when he's bishop of Krakow and they create Nowa Hota, the, the new town of the the um, communist ideal utopia that has no church, he shows up on Christmas to celebrate mass with all of the people who live there celebrating mass and the communist military around. The only ones with weapons Mm. are terrified, shaking in their boots. And Mm. they, instead of... um, They know they're going down, But they had the weapons. They could have
1: killed everybody there
0: and restarted. And they
1: have the weapon of idealism like an ideology that's so weaponized mm-hmm. by then and is sort of stomping on everything. Yeah. That was their method, right? Stomp out religion, stomp out old culture and but
0: history. Then Karol Wojtyla is not afraid to die. He's like if
1: you want to kill me now great.
0: Let's yeah, go ahead, are, yeah. but I'm going to come and I'm going to celebrate the mass. And I don't know if I have that courage because I'm still attached to my life too much. I don't know if I'd would f- go there.
1: I bet you would. Maybe. It's a grace. But I think it's that's a
0: grace, right yeah it's a grace and it's, it's what we should be living out of and I think we can live out of and when we know and actually believe in life eternal and the resurrection of the body because Christ is the firstborn of the new creation and we will all be raised in him, you know Ezekiel, the, the valley of dry bones that the, the sinew and the flesh come upon as they are raised back to life if we believe this is really going to happen, if we have faith as Christians, then death. Doesn't terrify us anymore, and we no longer need to seek power because death has no
1: power over us. Christ is one. Yeah, unless the the grain of wheat falls to the ground, you know, the seed falls to the ground and dies. Well, it's cool. I mean, I I just throw that out there. As here's our emblem. Here's our, but it's painful. I mean, I I don't want to be naive about this because I here's the the thing that I hate most about this is as you I think when as I'm older. There are ways in which I want, I feel secure with respect of certain people and with um, a sort of self confidence in looking back at my life and where I've come and what, I, what the ex- experience stability and relationships and a real joy in those relationships. And it, when you're a lamb, I think when you're a lion, there's more control over that situation. You feel on top of things. Mm -hmm. You're the king of the jungle. And everybody loves being in your jungle. You know, it's a harmonious jungle, but you know (laughs) where you stand. And everybody respects and and admires you. If you are the lamb, you might be pleasing God and might have joy in that. And you might be easier to work with, you know, chiefs and Indians. (laughs) But you're also going to be taken advantage of, and not just by an enemy. You know, be friends like, too. Be friends. It's like situations. It's like, you know, b- bosses, <laughs> and um, that's very frustrating. And it's not you. N- you're never gonna feel like I know absolutely that this is what God wants. Yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because it really just feels like I'm being taken advantage of left and right, and I can't stand it. I'm old enough not to have to deal with this. Um, to be burned this way, mm-hmm. I don't have to be. But then I'm reminded here and there that we're called to be sheep and it's, oh, it's such a weird way. What's such a weird yeah. way, Jesus. Why would you pick this for your kingdom? Because I don't want to seek injustice
0: on myself. Mm. I don't want to seek or tolerate injustice done to other people if I'm in a place to, to affect that. Yeah, you've got to be strong. Um, so it's not like... In ways. Yeah, it's not a weird, like, you know, I don't even know what to call it but at the same
1: time we're not supposed to yeah. just
0: rage against all right you're not and power you're right and, right right it's and, not inf- in infantile ourselves you know
1: yeah don't be infantile yeah. you got to be mature enough to be res- the responsible dove strong or wise
0: as serpents again you know yeah
1: i mean um, you, for us we're fathers of a community and you got to be protector yeah. and you got to be um, admonisher and you have to be a leader and str- strong that way and at the same time you lead by example and the the lamb. Yeah, but well I have the never the seen, and this was just like the, the thing that I'm, I'm musing on and contemplating right now, is I don't, don't think I've ever seen anybody with a lamb tattoo. <laughs> I mean, even a Greek with Euro, love of Euro sandwiches, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a lamb tattoo. I might get a, I might get a tattoo of a Euro sandwich before a lamb. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You get that kebab. The I don't, I mean, unless it's the, I love Little Prince. And there's a mm-hmm. lamb that's like a very famous character in there, but well, that so that's the idea, man. That's tough because I weird, don't have a. It's a, a weird
0: strict Example, or, or, or there's no like law of how to make this happen. It's this tension you're living in,
1: and so sorry to the listeners, I don't have more for uh, no. But how that's, to do that? But, that's exactly the point. But to wrestle with that tension, the lamb doesn't know its own way. Yeah, it doesn't have a schematic or a map it to just, listen to the voice of the, of the shepherd. shepherd and then d- to know it and to follow it and it trusts I think it can trust its instinct too mm-hmm. I think there's an instinct that helps guide it and it's just, it's just being what it is like the bird just being what it is is gonna help it fly to the uh, Christian just be what you are be what you are be what you were born as um, a lamb amen and, and a, hol- a holy one powerful one you know okay well I don't know if like with the the shout outs if i should do the wedding ones or <laughs> you just i'll gave, wait for you the wedding ones
0: before already in the episode
1: what no i mentioned <laughs> some people but n- not everybody uh but i did forget who i just got somebody sent me for my birthday well bethany doyle thank you old friend she sent me a candle and uh sandalwood and that was great and then someone else sent a book stand and i have to go look to see i kept the envelope on my desk so i wouldn't forget a shout out but it's fantastic it's like one of those wooden carved really cool for a bible book stand and nice um, so let's see yeah go ahead
0: i'm just gonna rate, uh, shout out my friend rachel sweeney she sent me a uh, congratulations on the diaconate card uh, what's up right she, she and her new baby um i well i, I don't want to mess up the names so i'm not gonna guess yeah Uh, and and her husband so thank you for the uh the congratulations card and the they gave me an rei gift card and the the rei card said uh keep hiking or just keep hiking or something like that Yeah, it's a good reminder to stay active (laughs) yeah um to get out be active so no i wanted to shout them out and congratulate them on the new baby
1: yeah sweeney um is a great skier I skied with oh, her and her mom best. one time. They're this incredible. was a long time ago, but I was like, "What?
0: These guys are awesome skiers. Yeah, they're they're amazing. They're better skiers, climbers,
1: everything. <laughs> Bikers, yeah, <laughs> absolutely." Okay, what about um, Kevin and Emma Piper? Uh, it was Kevin's birthday not long ago, and uh, he invited me to the ads game. It was fun, and he's cool, and so is Em, and they their wedding was in Hawaii. So on this day of Damien of Molokai, who was the great missionary to Hawaii. What's his what's his female counterpart? Sister Miriam? I can't remember. Okay. There's a saint. She was canonized as well. But uh Schweister Schwester? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Um so anyway, they're cool. And <laughs> and Rose, I wanna shout out Rose Rap. She was the only one who couldn't come to the wedding because she's having a baby herself and she's due like these days so she couldn't come to the wedding but we love her so much and she's always been so good to my sister Marsha that uh, she's out there sharing our joy and she's also a cool dancer and (laughs) uh, anyway shout out to the I tried calling her the other day um, for the wedding and just asking her you know how you doing and talk to her about Marsha and um, her son Max Answered the phone and wouldn't give it to her. So I was like, hey, Max, can I talk to your mom? And he wanted to tell me about going to the to the lake with the sandbox and how he was telling me how to get to his house and the address and everything. I was like, cool, man. Cool, cool. Can I talk to your mom? And he's, no. <laughs> and he keeps on talking. I'm like, uh-oh. He's, he's following your footsteps. Rosie, don't give your phone to your boy. <laughs> uh, that's all. Great. Great yeah keep it uh keep it cool it's kind of a rainy day today mm-hmm. if anybody's out there who wants to aerate my lawn shout it out shout it out be a lamb aerate his lawn that doesn't get a i, lamb thought, that was, I thought that was
0: gonna rhyme and it didn't so i fail <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm back peace and blessings ciao